What's up, everybody? It is Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show, Aftershocks TV, and Heavy Metal Television. And I am now on Cameo. That's right. If you need a message sent to somebody, maybe it's happy birthday. Maybe it's get out of here. Hit the street. You're fired. I don't care what it is. Firing a girlfriend, firing a boyfriend, firing an employee, wishing them well. Whatever it is, I'm on Cameo. I'm here to deliver the message. I'll do it in my unique way so you can imagine it'll have some profanity in it and it'll be a little bit filthy but that's okay because that's probably what you guys want from me anyway so check me out cameo.com slash chris aiken again cameo.com slash chris aiken book me and i will deliver whatever message it is that you need delivered and it's cheap so go do it all right later It is your Classic Metal Show right here on the ClassicMetalShow.com. Kicking off the show tonight, we heard New American Shame from their self-titled debut release with Broken Bones. And we just heard Lynch Mob there from their debut release from uh, the Wicked Sensation release with um, River of Love. And uh, floating up to the mic in his River of Love in his uh, potato skin boat, my good friend and partner, Chris Hagen. What is up, man? What's happening? (laughs) Thought I'd do a little throwback there for yeah, you. No your, shit. Your potato skin boat. What's that? Ten years ago? At least. <laughs> yeah, no, Tuesday is my 10-year anniversary of being dumped by the ex. Is that right? <laughs> I love it. I mean, that's terrible. That's um that's half of the whole time you were married almost. Yeah, almost. Almost. Oh, it only feels like yesterday. Yes. <laughs> I know how that goes, man. I, you know, I, I think about some uh, events that took place in in life, and then I have to sit there and recount when that happened. It goes, holy shit, that was 20 years ago. I know. It really doesn't seem like it's been 10 fucking years since, since I got broken up, but wow. Okay, yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you were out attending concerts at uh, Blossom in the summer of 12. Yes, I was. I went and saw, what, Ted Nugent and Sticks and Ario Speedwagon. Yeah. One of the all-time famous bits on the show, me crying at the show like a bitch. Sure. <laughs> well, as uh, Chicago uh, sings in one of their songs, time heals the wounded hearted. Amen. Well, I'm, I'm healed now. I'm thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, it is another week. Um, unfortunately, uh, you and I lost a friend this week. Yes. Very and, good. Uh, so I want to dedicate this uh, show to uh, a mutual friend of Chris and I, Steve Krause, who passed away uh, this past week. And, uh, you know, he was uh, a friend of mine first. Actually, he he got me the gig that I currently have. Right. And, and he uh, got you numerous gigs over the years. I, I literally made hundreds of thousands of dollars because of Steve. Right. And Steve literally took me under his wing and was anytime he, he worked in the IT field. And anytime he ran into any customer that needed a website, I, I became their guy. So yeah, I made a ton of money with Steve, but he was a I mean, forget the money part. I mean, that's great. But I mean, it, it, like everything else, you start out working with business, but then after a while it's, Hey buddy, let's talk. What are you doing? Let's yeah. talk about those chicks on TV or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and and we went to dinner once all yes. together when you were here and you you basically puked your guts out for 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Steve was feeding me some some drinks and I, and I certainly drank them. <laughs> yes, you did. So we all went to dinner and uh you were still uh you were still nursing your pain. Yeah, it was. That was God, that was 10 years ago, wasn't yeah, it? Jesus. Was 10 years ago, yeah, at least. <sighs> oh man. And, uh, yeah, you were still, uh, you were still self-medicating and, uh, you, uh, were no stranger to the uh, medicine when you were here. No. Well, I think, and, and I still think the puking wasn't so much of the volume. It was the mixing and matching. Yes. It it was the, what, vodka and jello shots first. And and not like one or two, but like 15 jello shots. At least, at least almost two dozen. Yeah. I, I mean, I know Jenna, she brought in this tray 
of Jello. It was me, you, her, and Steve. I think was there anybody yeah, else there? That was, it. that was it. Just you, you, her, myself, and Steve. And she brought in these two trays of Jello shots. Mm -hmm. You weren't having any, or maybe I, you I had, had one. I had maybe two at the most. Right. Steve might have had two. Jenna had a few, and I had the rest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like help yourself. Don't mind if I do. I think I will. <laughs> again and again and again. So it was mixing the Jello shots with what the cr vodka crayons. I think yeah, and, vodka and the thing crayons. is, I think since you had just gotten to the house, uh, you you probably had like an empty stomach. Yeah, hadn't eaten. And, and so you were you were drinking and take having Jello shots on an empty stomach, and then yeah. we went out to dinner. Right. And and then and, and, and you had uh, screwdrivers. Screwdriver. <laughs> yeah, I, I drank a ton that day. That you is did. for sure. <laughs> but uh, you know, that was the first, and I think that was the only time that you actually were face to face with Steve. I it was, yeah, it's the only time I ever met him in person, but had a million conversations with him. Very, very upset that he broke uh, that he passed, man. I, I can't believe it. Well, it was uh, it was a sudden heart attack. And, uh, you know, he, he hung on in the hospital for a couple of weeks, but, uh, unfortunately he was not able to survive. So, uh, I just wanted to, uh, you know, dedicate the show to Steve and his memory and the fact that, uh, he befriended both you and I and helped both of us in, in our respective careers. And, uh, yes. you know, he was an overall good guy. He was man, a big loss in my world. That's, that's for damn sure. And, and I'm sure in yours too, but you know, just a big loss for, for both of us really. Sure. Bummer. So, so anyway, uh, Steve, wherever you're at, we salute you, my friend. That's right. I was listening to RTZ this week and his Remember he, that was like his yeah. favorite band was yeah, RTZ. His, his Boston our offshoot band. Yeah. Didn't like Boston as much as he liked RTZ. <laughs> yeah. He liked Gordy Goudreau. Is that how you say his name? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I just remember he, he had me build him a, a website for one of his um, companies that he was starting and he never, he never launched it, but it was RTZ marketing or something. <laughs> it was, it was named after the, after the album or after the sure. band RTZ. Sure. <laughs> he was big into that band. So yes, he was, he, he liked the, he liked the uh, Boston offshoot. Yep. He did. Mm -hmm. Good dude, man. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, I, as I promised last week, I, uh, said that, uh, I would be displaying a new, uh, firearm to the, uh, Neely, uh, armament collection. All right. And so, uh, I will debut the new, uh, piece of weaponry, a piece of destructive weaponry. Okay. That, that the, uh, false media might, uh, consider a, an assault rifle. <laughs> <laughs> I want to present to you the new AK-47. Look at that. Wow. Now, this, why do you need that for hunting? <laughs> it is the Zestava AK-47, and uh, it is built, strangely enough, this is built in one of the shittiest blue states in the country. That would be Illinois. This is built, uh, this is the U.S. division of Zestava. And this is built in Des Plaines, Illinois, the, the home of, um, what was a clown, the clown killer guy, uh, Gacy, John Wayne yeah, Gacy. Yeah, Gacy. Yeah. Yeah. So there it is, my friends, another piece of armament to the, to the Neely arms. What is the brown stuff on the, on the, like on the stock and on up there? Is that just a grip? That's wood. Is that actual wood? It's actual wood. It's maple. That won't crack when you're shooting it. No, not at all. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 wood furniture on the on the stock, and on the hand grip, and in uh, in the front here. Is that to make it look more friendly? No, I mean that's just how they're built. It's got a Walton's feel to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. yes, it does. But if you look at any of the traditional uh, AKs. Uh, they all have most of them, if not all of them, have uh, the wooden furniture yeah. uh, as part of the uh, build. Sure, look at so, that. Mm -hmm. When are you going to take all these weapons out and go shoot them? Well, I probably Fourth of July. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, probably the fourth. Very cool. So there you are. That is uh, that is number nine. 
Oh my God! Why do you need that? You don't <laughs> need something nine. that powerful to hunt number with. Number nine. <laughs> but it's not for hunting. Why would you need that to hunt? Exactly. Shut up. Blow me. Yeah. That's why it's so funny that you you get my mom asked me because she knows I'm a gun guy and she's of course like super lib. Yeah. And, and she asked me this week about why do people need you know she's she's fed by the media like everybody. But they, the, she, the thing is, is they throw in the word need. Yeah. Well, that's what she and she did. She's like, why do why do you need that? And I was like, you don't. And she's like, well, why do you have it? I was like, because, to kill people. Well, because I want one. That's no. why. Well, I told her flat out, it's not for hunting. Don't I, I told her, and that's my thought, is that's the NRA's biggest failure, is that they go out there and try to tell that lie that, well, it's for hunting. It's for gamesmanship. No, it's for if somebody comes into my house, I will kill them. Yes. And and I, I have you. them, I have them not, you know, not only for self-defense, but I have them because I want them. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Why do you own so many? Because I can. Yeah, of course. That's it. That's all you need to know. And, you know, and, and I told, I, I know I told my mom this week, I was like, I was like, you are so clueless with these fucking guns. You know, <laughs> you're so afraid of an AK 47. My little judge will fucking put a whole lot worse of a beating on you than a fucking AK would shot for shot. Yeah. Cause it's so scary looking. Yeah. It looks so well. And that's what I told her. I, I was like, you know, my Mossberg, you know, and she's like, yeah, yeah. The, the machine gun you have, the machine <laughs> gun you have. I was like, yeah, you know that one. And, and she's like, yeah, I was like, that one would do so much less damage than the fucking handgun. Yeah. You, you know, probably, the hand probably switch the screen now. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Now that, that the handgun, will, the handgun will fucking rip you in half the right. fucking, the, the Mossberg. You might not even die if you got shot in the face with that one. Right. 22s. Yeah. You know. But it looks black and scary. And big and military. Yeah, yeah. It's a military style weapon. Yeah. I, I've seen that half a dozen times this week. A mm -hmm. military style weapon. What is a military style weapon? It's what I've seen in in movies. <laughs> <laughs> so so I guess that being this is originally a Russian, a Russian built. Yeah. I guess this would be a military style weapon. Yeah, of course. It's a military style weapon. That's yeah, sure. Okay, whatever. You know, I mean, everybody thinks, get mine. I mean, this, this looks like a, get around the microphone here. This looks military style. Sure. But this thing would fucking, I'd have to shoot you two or three times to end you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's clueless people that are making decisions about shit they know nothing about. Yep. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I picked that up uh, this week. I ordered it off a of gun broker. That is gunbroker.com for all your gun and ammunition needs. Right. Gun broker. <laughs> <laughs> this show is brought to you by gunbroker.com. Well, dude, next time you're over there, talk to them. Tell them we're yeah. promoting the shit out of them. Get, get a couple of bucks. And, uh, so, um, I ordered that last Saturday and it, it, uh, arrived at my local gun shop on Thursday. So I picked okay. it up Thursday. So, uh, right. Is it, uh, copper custom armament? Nice. Uh, they were all, uh, enjoying it, checking it out, passing it amongst each other, looking it over. Yeah. So like uh, jealous. <laughs> <laughs> well, believe me, I'm sure those guys have better collections than I do, but sure. Uh, but. Yeah, they, they have a great uh, gun shop and, um, you know, they're all very, very helpful, very, um, knowledgeable and, right. uh, you know, just, just a friendly group. It's just like, you feel like very much at home when you walk in there because everybody's like buds, you know, everybody, they sure. recognize your face and they call you by name and, you know, ask, you know, what you're up to and how can I help you today? And, you know, are you, are you here to buy a, a new one or what are you doing here? You know, right. what do for you today you know and you're pretty sure you won't be getting robbed while you're there as well <laughs> well, well all of them carry in the of store course. yeah <laughs> so and and you can carry in the store the only thing that uh that they have a sign up there it says please do not unholster while in the store right sure so but that's yeah. okay 
I know here they changed the law this week. I think the 13th was the day that you now can carry your, I, I got to find out. I haven't done it yet. Permit. Yeah. I haven't done it yet because I want to find out exactly what the rules are so that I don't mm -hmm. lose my guns by accident. But you know, I, I'm pretty sure I can like carry in my car now loaded. Yeah. And I like that. Sure. I definitely like the, because now you Lord, don't have to carry your saw. Yeah. Now I can put the saw away and I can, <laughs> I can fucking put the pistol in, in the, in the <laughs> cup holder or whatever. Exactly. You know, put the pistol in a cup holder just in case somebody comes up to the window. Right. Taps on the window. I'll tap back. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, uh, so anyway, I, I'm looking forward to, uh, taking that out, uh, over 4th of July and giving it, giving it a whirl. Very good. Hell yeah. yeah. So good stuff there. But, uh, everybody was like, uh, yeah, get it while you can, man. Get it while you can. Yeah. Like they're really going to be able to stop it. They're not going to, I mean, they may, they're, they're going to put heavy taxes and all the shit on it, but they're not going to be able to stop people from getting weapons. Well, one of the. You know, one of the things that are being proposed is that uh, if a weapons manufacturer supplies the government with weapons, mm -hmm. that they're going to try to ban them from uh, being able to sell weapons to the citizenry. Yeah, well, so. <laughs> so how does that, if they sell it to the government? Yeah, if, if they sell, uh, you know, armament or munitions to the, the government, the government is trying to have them not be allowed to sell to the public. Okay. So then, then I would imagine most of the, I would imagine, except for the biggest of the big, they won't, that won't affect them any. Will it? What do you mean? I, I yeah. Smith and Wesson might have a problem, but, yeah, but like, like, like FN Herstal, their big military operation, they sell a lot of guns to uh, the yeah. military. So they, you know, so they would have to choose. It's like, well, yeah. do I lose the military contract or do they, or do I just stop selling to the citizenry? But you know, there's always loopholes around there that they'll sure. probably have like a, another division that they'll sell the the guns to a different division and then that yeah. division will sell it to the public or some shit like that you know yeah I mean? or just or just open another company yeah something like that you know either open another company and, and plus whenever you try to do that shit how many little guys are going to pop up and fill that void yeah exactly you know so, so anyway it, it's all of this it's all of this bullshit so it's like stop it it's not the legal gun owners you have to worry about yeah it's the, it's the jag offs in, in the cities of Chicago and New York and Philadelphia that you need to worry about. Not, not guys like me and not guys like you. Yeah. You, you don't think that it's those guys that go to the custom custom place that you go to that are going in there and doing everything legal that are then going out and killing kindergartners at a school. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. How about you hold the teacher responsible for fucking keeping the door open? You <laughs> dumb shit. How about that? Ugh. Ugh, yeah, I know, dude. I, I, I. It's why I've zoned out of news because I just can't stand how how stupid and and horse blinder people are to news. Yeah, they only look at the piece of the issue that they want to look at. You know, you're not hearing anything about that school. You know, that school. And and look, it's it's lousy that a bunch of fucking kindergartners got murdered. You know, that fucking blows. I don't think anybody's arguing that point. Nope. But. but why did it happen? Did it happen because of legal gun ownership or did it happen because of uh bad policing, bad, you know, bad well, security sure at the school? It's a perfect storm. Yeah. It's I mean, it's a perfect storm, but the bulk of it is not the gun ownership. The bulk of it is the fucking bad actions of people not surrounding the guns, leaving the doors unlocked, propping it open so you can get fucking air. You know what? If we weren't giving money to every other goddamn country in the world, we could fucking buy an air conditioner for a school. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. I mean, holy fuck. Yep. All right. Well, I didn't want to get off on a tangent about that, but uh, I just wanted to, uh, you know, share share the new uh, purchase with the CMS fans who care about those kind of things. Sure. So there, uh, there you are. So just uh, just another just another piece of weaponry that I don't need. <laughs> that I don't need. That you just want. I wanted it, so I got it. You want as many guns as CDs behind you. Mm-hmm. Why not? <laughs>
I mean, look at Brandon Herrera. Look at that guy. Yeah, he's got a bunch. That's for <laughs> he sure. Has a bunch. The AK guy. Yeah. He has a few. He does. He has quite a few guns. So uh, mm -hmm. anyway, it, guns are awesome. They're fun. You, if you handle them responsibly and, and you, you know, go out there and just enjoy it, you know, there you'll never, never hurt, hurt anyone. That's you right. Know? It's just like anything else. It's like driving a car. You know, you, you cars are cool. They're fun. I, I have a few, I've had a few. Yeah. I like the, I like the higher horsepower cars. I've always had the higher horsepower cars and mm -hmm. they're fun, but I'm not out there recklessly driving around, getting an accident. That's I've never been in an accident in my life. Not a one. I sure can't say that, <laughs> but, but I like, I like the faster cars, but yeah. I've driven them responsibly. I don't drive drunk. I don't, uh, you know, start tearing around, you know, city, city streets and places where it could be very dangerous. I don't do that kind of shit, sure. you know, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, it's, it's all behavior. It's behavior. Yeah. Well, I can't say that I haven't done most of the things that you just said. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that I haven't done is I don't rip run the, it's amazing. I've been in as many wrecks as I have been because I drive so fucking slow, but you know, I mean, everybody makes fun of how slow I drive. I I rarely get over 70. Rarely. <laughs> almost never. I, honestly, I uh, never. And even if I'm on like the highway, like going to Pittsburgh or whatever, I'll look down. I'll be like, it's 75. Like, ooh, I better slow to fuck that. You know, <laughs> in my own head, it's like slow down. Meanwhile, I have I have left at least half a dozen cars just wrecked on the side of the road and just taken the plate off them and left. Yeah. You know, cause, cause I've, I've wrecked a lot of cars. Yeah. I've never, I can't say that I've done that. You know, you know how I am with the cars. I keep them, yeah. keep them immaculate and keep them clean and in good well, order. And, you know, sure. Well, for most of my, most of my adult life, I, I just had $2,500 or less beaters <laughs> just because I knew I was going to wreck them anyway. So it didn't make any sense to have a car payment. Yeah. So, you know, the car that I have now, which is 10 years old is the first one that I've actually taken care of in my well, life. Yeah. And I've, I've not hit anything with it and Isn't it's still appreciated. I find that very strange. The car is 10 years old. You've been split up from your ex for 10 years, but yet yeah. you took care of the car, but you never took care of the car before. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's because I would, that's a weird parallel there. Uh, Cause I'm no longer trying to fucking kill myself <laughs> into the side of a bridge or whatever. <laughs> I find your one statement interesting, and maybe you could explain that a little bit. I knew I was going to wreck it. Oh, yeah. So, well, I, so, well, well what, what is it about your driving habits that you know you're going to wreck? I don't pay attention. Oh. I, do now, I, I do now better than I used to, but back then, I was way more interested. Dude, at, at many points in my life, I had $1,500 cars with more expensive stereos in them. <laughs> <laughs> many, many times in my life, I would put in, I, I'd be driving around a fucking 78 Buick in the nineties and, and with a Blaupunk stereo in it, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, that was just the way I rolled and I was only interested in the music. I'd have the music cranked full fucking blast. I wouldn't be paying attention. And next thing you know, bang. Oh, I hit the guy in front of me or I hit the fucking pole. I hit one thing I used to hit all the time. Poles. Because I wasn't paying no attention. <laughs> I would just be in a parking lot. Bang. Oh, fuck. I hit a pole. You know, <laughs> smash out my fucking lights, the, the front lights of the car. Or all my fenders were all fucked up. Always. Always. Because I just didn't pay that much attention when I was driving. You know, it, it never was. Honestly, it just never was important to me. You know, it just wasn't. And just I was. Menace. You're just a menace on wheels. I was for the longest time, but, but, you know, with this car that I have now, I just decided, you know, if I'm going to pay, you know, whatever it was, $400 a month, I'm going to fucking make this motherfucker last. Sure. So I have. So you being know? that you barely leave the house, how many miles mm -hmm. have you put on that car in 10 years? You know what? I can tell you the exact number because after nine months, this is funny. After nine months, I finally got it registered this week. <laughs> I finally have valid plates, but I had to provide the mileage. As of uh, Wednesday, I have 100,418 miles on that car. Okay. Well, and how many miles were on it when you bought it? 
not meant it, it was new. It was it was a new car. So it right. was, you know, 20, 30. Mm, not a lot. All right. So so you so you may have put what seventy thousand on it? No, I put all of the miles on. I put a oh. hundred thousand on it. Oh, so it so it had it only- was new. Yeah, oh, when I say twenty or thirty, it was new. It was oh, okay. like twenty miles or thirty okay, miles. So, so basically you've driven basically ten thousand a year. Roughly. I mean, it, it balances to that, but that's not realistic. I mean, most of that, I would say 60,000 of that was the two years that I was going back and forth to Pittsburgh. But, but still, I mean, on an average. Yeah, roughly 10,000 a year. 10,000 a year. Okay. Yeah. All right. Last year, I did like 4,200. <laughs> All right. <laughs> year before that was probably less because that was the first year of COVID. First year of COVID, I probably did 150 miles. <laughs> So I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> sure. But yeah, yeah, I just cracked a hundred thousand miles, you know, a few weeks ago. And All even right. that, I only have four hundred miles on it since. And that was a few weeks, maybe a month or two ago. Right. And you know, I put four hundred miles in a month or two. Yeah. I just don't go anywhere. Yeah. I I, I do that. I do um see your I, I do I do about four hundred and fifty a week. Right. Yeah, so easily. Well, I do thousands of miles of internet travel. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the you're on the high speed uh what what is it? What did they used to call the internet? The something it, highway? Yeah, the um the what was it? The digital highway or whatever. The something, there's something about the, the it, it probably, I can't remember. I remember I it was the, the digital highway or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like that, but yeah, I do you know, I spend a lot of time doing that, talking to people in fucking Sweden and right. France and everywhere else. So that's, sure. that's my travel. Right. <laughs> yeah. You you just, you, you travel, uh, virtually. I do pretty much. You're a virtual traveler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at John Phillips in the chat room. Thieves walk by Chris's piece of shit and were shocked by the detachable face stereo. <laughs> There is some absolute truth to that. I'll tell a quick story. I had, when I first moved back here, I lived in this shitbag apartments over in this place called um, Northfield. You know, you, you'll know this. Nobody else is listening will know this. You know where Mr. Chicken is over there in Northfield? I do. Behind there, there's a street that leads behind there. And if you go down that street, there's an apartment complex down there that's just a fucking bag of shit apartments. <laughs> it's the Section 8 building. <laughs> it, oh, just about. It's really just fucking disasterville. And um, I lived in those apartments for about a year and a half. And I had just a rambler. I don't remember what it was, but it, it was like, I mean, this was like the 90s. And I'm driving like a Riviera or something <laughs> from the fucking 70s. Right just a hunk of shit but i did have uh at that point that was a kenwood stereo that i had with the detachable faceplate right right and though and i and i was meticulous i bought the special case and everything to keep oh, yeah. the, keep the faceplate in i left it out there one fucking day i forgot to bring in the case and somebody broke into my shitbag car and stole the fucking stereo oh boy i was so fucking pissed that I went out the next day and the stereo was ripped out. I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah. Cause back then I certainly didn't have enough money to replace it. Mm-hmm. You know, back then it was like, Oh my God, now I got to go to the junkyard and buy a fucking, hopefully I can find a good AM radio or something at the junkyard. <laughs> right. Yeah. When I, when I was living in uh, California, I, I, I lived in a brand new um, apartment complex. In fact, when I moved in there, I was actually the only second person uh, right. that that moved into this complex. It was right. it was single level, you know, and um, it had a carport. Okay, and, you know, I'd been there. I'd lived there for several years, and one one evening, somebody came through there and basically was able to jack the stereos out of like probably a dozen cars. Right. Sure. You know, so they, they were, whoever did it were obviously very good at it. And they were able to just come in there and, you know, work in that carport because it was lit. It was a lit carport, but they were able to somehow snake in there and, you know, rip off at least a dozen cars. Yeah. Well, if you, if you know what you're doing, you can get them out of there in like a minute. 
Yeah. I mean, you literally, you, you know, you slim Jim the door, open the door and, and just pulling it out usually isn't that hard, mm-hmm. you know? And usually there's in the old days, you used to have the dash that was like a dash and then it was like no piece under it. So you could almost reach underneath it, kind of push and just break the, not that I ever stole stereos, but I've heard, you know, you could kind of break the, the stereos from the, the whatever you call that, the, the bezel. Yeah. And, and push it forward and then just yank it out and right. disconnect the plug and you're out. But you know, it really didn't take, doesn't take very long to do. Now it's a whole different thing because now the, it seems like the dashboards go all the way down to the. Oh, it's all integral now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so trying to steal a stereo these days, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You got to yank out the whole fucking dashboard <laughs> to get it. It's not worth it. And no. and there's probably no resale value to them anymore. No, either. Not at all. Because, you know, you, you'd probably destroy the thing before no. you get it out of there. Mm-hmm. Or get you know, caught. Like in my car, you know, it's, it's all a big digital screen. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, the, you know, as soon as I plug in the phone to the, to the Apple CarPlay, you know, the, yeah. the, uh, the Spotify comes up, the, mm-hmm. you know, any kind of audio I have, any kind of map I have, any kind of, you know, it just, it just works on all the, uh, video. You right. Know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. By the way, um, somebody, I, Sorry, I'm not going to say who it was because I it scrolled off my screen and I'm lazy. Um, information superhighway. There you go. That's what I was looking for. Whoever whoever posted that, thanks. <laughs> I just missed it. <laughs> I missed who it was, but I saw it. I haven't heard that term in probably over a decade. Right. You know, <laughs> but, but when you said you travel the highway on the internet. That's right. <laughs> the information superhighway. There That's you are. That's right. <laughs> that was what it was. Perfect. Yep. So, yeah. So we haven't talked to each other. I don't think once this whole not, week, what you've been up to week. anything. Oh, oh, just dude. I, I just been so buried. I've been just buried with work. I'm just, when I get home after, after a whole day of doing what I'm doing, uh, I am just like burnt, just right. burnt out. In fact, uh, I don't think, uh, I tried to watch, I tried to watch some stuff this week. I was watching that, um, there's a new series on Netflix or a documentary on Netflix about the, uh, the lies and the deception of the internet. Okay. I, I saw it, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 swear to, I swear to God, I'm, I sit there and just, okay, I'm going to relax. I'm going to sit here. I'm just going to watch something and I can't even make it through the whole, the sure. whole, with the whole episode. And before I know it, I wake up, it's like midnight, you know? It's yeah. Just, Shit, I fell asleep again. God damn it. Well, you better be awake tomorrow for the fucking debut, two hour debut of Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna be great. I can't wait. Yeah. Hopefully it'll hopefully they'll go out with a bang. Hopefully they all get killed. <laughs> that's what I hope is that they all get killed in the final. However, it play. I mean, that's that's the best conclusion to that show is that they yeah, all die. Not like they can never do uh bring them back again. Yeah, exactly. And I'd be, and I would be all for that if they do that. So, um, yeah. And I, I got to tell you about another, so that you've got the Hulu. Um, I got to tell you about a show that you might be into if you okay. want to, if you're looking for something new to watch, there's a show on there called the old man. The Yeah. I saw that. I, I think I saw just like a preview or something. It is fucking great. Oh yeah. So intense. So good. And it's right. Like in the whole animal kingdom. Okay sort of thing it's jeff bridges and um what's his name john lithgow are the two are the two and um that the chick is famous too but not as famous brenneman something like that i I forget what her name is but um when you see her you'll recognize her from various tv and movies and stuff so john lithgow is still alive huh he is but he's (laughs) not the old man jeff bridges is is that right the big love is the old man yeah, pretty much. But basically the, the premise to this show is that he was, they haven't really said, or I missed it. He was some sort of an agent. And, um, 30 years ago, they, they like hit him away or something. They hit him, like took him off the grid and hit him away. And now all of a sudden that file has been opened again and they found him. So they're, 
they're looking for him and all of a sudden people showed up at his compound and he fucking whacked somebody and <laughs> now he's on the run and John Lithgow still works with the agency and he's trying to help him on the slide and it's real good. I mean, they've only put two episodes out so far, but it it's fucking really intense. All right. I'll definitely check that out. Lots of good killing. Lots well, of good killing. Well, that, that's the other one I mentioned to you uh, a few weeks ago that, that one on HBO called Barry. Yeah, oh yeah, that's great. You, show. you need to watch. Oh, did you watch that? I haven't watched the current season yet. I, it's dude, I have a list a thousand miles long. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of killing in that one. Sure. Yeah, dude, there's there's a lot of all of a sudden there's stuff again. It's like, you know, uh, people are saying that there's not good stuff to watch right now. Man, there's a lot of good stuff. I watched that documentary on Netflix um yesterday on um the the Latter-day Saints, the I, I watched that uh be sweet uh yeah sweet pea or whatever that is uh, it, says, yeah. it says be sweet obey and pray yeah 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 it's about wow the, the jim jeffers was that yeah, his name was warren jeffs warren, warren jeffs Jeff. yeah, yeah 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 i remember when he got arrested what about 10 years ago or so yeah something like that yeah yeah and uh boy he had a lot of a lot of the polygamy going on there well and he still has fucking power over these idiots yeah he does that's what's crazy. He's in prison and they're still, he's like calling his fucking people and giving his sermons over the phone or whatever. Mm -hmm. And these fucking fools are still believing him that he's like a prophet. Well, he's, well, he's the prophet. It's so stupid people. And, you know, the thing is, is when you get locked away from the world and, and all you know is what you were taught from very little child and you've, yeah. you've been exposed to anything other than that. That's your way of life. That's what no, you I, believe. I get those people. The people I don't get are the ones that join and they're already out in the world. Like they had, they had a bunch of successful people. Well, it's like, that, like it's joined. just like that. It's just like that, that goofy, uh, what, that upper state New York one. Remember the, those oh, people? Yeah. Yeah. What was that one? I, I remember it. And then they moved to somewhere in the middle of nowhere. So that yeah, they the, wouldn't. Yeah, we, that that was like six months ago. That documentary was out. Yeah, I remember it. I just can't remember what they were called. Well, they, they were after the they were after the leader guy. Yeah, he was mm -hmm. on the run, you know, and right. and they were always keeping an eye out for him in case he came back to his New York home. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't catch him. Well, it's like even with the Jeffs guy, like that when he went on the run, then he was out there fucking hitting strip clubs. And <laughs> yeah, he was enjoying life. Yeah, he went from telling people you can't wear red because it's too sexual. Meanwhile, then when he got loose, he was fucking hitting the strip bars. <laughs> yeah, and, and, the, and the money that that guy required oh. to be on the run. What, what was it? Uh, his what was his brother? He said they were sending him like three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand a week. A week. <laughs> three hundred grand a week. Yeah, and they were doing it by what they said they were they were buying canned goods of something and then shipping the canned goods, but they were emptying the canned goods and filling it with rolls of money. <laughs> yeah, they, they were buying cans of beans. Yeah. And then they'd empty out the content and then they'd you know put rolls of cash in the cans and then yeah. reseal the cans. Right. <laughs> yeah, that shit was nutty. I was like, damn. Why couldn't I, why couldn't I be a fucking one of those guys <laughs> Yeah, just for a little while, just for like a, what, 300,000 a week, just for like two months, I'd be good with 2.8 million. I'd yeah, be no fucking stress. fine just to retire. I'd be like, all right, I'm out of here. Yeah. I, I was just, you know, again, it's, it's all this, you know, the guy was traveling around going to Disney, Disneyland, going to yeah. strip clubs, hanging out in Vegas, you know, yeah, just, just having fun. Yeah, he was being a he was being a heathen. He was. He was <laughs> not follow, practicing what he preached, so to speak. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> it's uh, rules for thee, but not for me. That's right. <laughs> yeah, just just do like I tell you. Just be sweet, obey, yeah. and pray. Yeah, Dude, service that's... service your man. Yeah, don't complain. Oh, you're Don't. five? Okay, well, fuck him anyway. Jesus Christ. I mean, dude, some of the shit. When they said that they interviewed the what, the girl was 14 and she had two kids by him or something. Yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah. This guy is not fucking playing. Jeez. Yeah. What what they say? He had 63 wives? Yeah, 68 wives, I think. Oh, <laughs> he was getting up there to the 72 virgin uh, yeah. territory. 
but but he got sued, he got sued for infringement. Yeah. Meanwhile, neither okay. one of us could stomach one wife, and <laughs> this guy had sixty plus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but here's the here's the thing uh, that they never explained, and and you know, I I dated a Mormon girl uh, years okay. ago. I was yeah. right after I got divorced. I, I was okay. I was dating a Mormon girl, but right. what they never explain is how do they support this all these children and these wives and these families and stuff. Where where does all that money come from? Now I know yeah. that uh, I know that they had explained in that documentary that uh, they they hijacked some of the businesses and things, yeah. from some of their members and things. But you know, you just think because none of these women quote unquote worked right they were all supported but these uh these husbands who had you know multiple wives where did all the money come from to to support these yeah. households i didn't understand that either they never said well he went off to work or whatever they all no. talked about that they were helping building build the big church or whatever yeah, exactly yeah, they they never said, well, this guy went out to his job as a fucking engineer or something because they were trying to keep him away from real people. Exactly. So, yeah, I never understood the money piece of it anyway and, and how that all that money was coming in. But I the only thing I can think of, and I don't know, I again, I am 1,000% just guessing here, but I'm thinking that kind of they have like casual church where like people just come in and tithe you know, all over the country and they, and they collect that money. And then, and then you have the people that are like in the commune, like all the wives and whatever that are like the hardcores that are accepted yeah. in. That's the only thing I can think of. Cause you know, they, they did, I mean, they went out of their way to say that they kept those people that were in that, that world away from society. Yeah. Away from the world. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a pretty bizarre thing. What was it like? Six parts? Yeah, uh, I don't four, five, six. I don't know something like yeah. that. It's long. I watched the whole thing last Sunday. Yeah, I watched the whole thing yesterday. I was like, "Damn, good shit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember when all that happened, but of course, I didn't know the the whole story, the in depth story. Right. You know? I knew that they were after this Warren Jeffs guy for a long time and he was being very elusive Yeah, and, and I, when they finally caught the guy. Yeah. And how about them bitches going on TV and just straight lying? <laughs> yeah, That they, was funny. They were doing exactly what they were told. Yeah. Oh no, I never saw any. Meanwhile, then they produce a picture of her fucking helping birth a kid. Yeah. For, with, with, like a 14 year old. Yeah. <laughs> I never saw anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you were the midwife. Yeah, yeah, just a fucking well, well, crazy. Well, here's a picture of you being the midwife during the birthing process with this 14 year old girl. Comment. Oh, that's fake. <laughs> that was photoshopped. Yeah, well, they wouldn't know what Photoshop was, would they? We 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 never took pictures because we believed it'd steal our soul. That's right. Oh, no, that, that's, that's that's the work of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> the great deceiver. That's right. <laughs> I know it, it's hard to believe in this day and age that uh, people, you know, and especially in this country, th there are people that are so um, still involved with those sex. Mm. Uh, you know, they, they, that's all they know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get, and, and I sort of got it a little better watching this documentary. Like when they interviewed the one girl that grew up in it, and then when she got free and she was saying, I didn't even know that there was anybody I could call to stay with or to help me or to, you know, like she, she, when she left, she left into the wild blue yonder, like, you know, like if she was a cave woman, like she, she had no clue of anything to do. Yeah. And she, she had to have been raised by wolves. Yeah, well, and she pretty much was. I mean, she was saying, you saw that part, didn't you, where she said that she didn't know that there were organizations to help well, people. She, and, she didn't even know there was, she didn't even know who the president was or anything. Yeah, yeah, didn't know anything. She said that people would give, like, for the first year when she was working as, like, a waitress, people would, like, reference things like Friends or Seinfeld or whatever, and she had no idea what they were talking about. They didn't have a TV. They didn't watch, yeah. you know, television. They didn't have any contact at all. Yeah. 
people with the worldly, you know, the English, the outside world. Yeah. How scary is that? Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That shit was nuts, but, but Hey, whatever. He's in jail now. Still making more money than us, but he's in jail now. <laughs> yeah. You were just, you were just raised to be birthing animals. <laughs> yeah. What did, what did it Warren Jeff's brother call him? <laughs> Those, these women, they're just chattel. <laughs> yeah. They're chattel. They're chattel to him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's fucking yeah. nuts. I know. Yeah, if you if you want to watch a pretty good documentary, that's uh, that was pretty well done. That's you know, regardless of the some of the shitty programming, the the woke programming that uh, Netflix is you know churning out, they do yeah. some really stellar documentaries. Though they do. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I think whenever I watch uh, Netflix, it's probably because I'm watching one of the documentaries. Yeah, or or one of the rare shows like Ozark or Stranger Things, but yeah. you know those shows have become less and less. You know, especially now that Netflix is like kind of put the kibosh on all the spending. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're not producing anything anymore right now. So no, no, because they, you know they lost they lost almost half their viewership. Yeah, and they're going to lose the rest of it because all of these all of these companies now have their own channels, and they're going to take all their programming back. Yep. You know when the contracts run out, that's I've started to notice. Like when you go on Netflix now, it's like, hey, look at look at what we're showing you. Third Rock from the Sun. You know, just like shit from like twenty five years ago or whatnot. It's like, yeah, they're they're running out. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, that's that's one of the. You know, that's one of the death knells of uh, business models like that. If they don't uh, plan ahead, just, just like mm-hmm. the, you know, the record companies, you know, yeah. they, they didn't uh, plan for digital um, music, you know, right. and they, they always thought there was going to be physical product and there was going to be record stores and there was going to be, you know, all this other stuff. But then, yeah. you know, when the, um, when the Japanese came out with the, the, the DAT recorder, mm-hmm. you know, I remember, I remember distinctly when that came out and, uh, this was back in, you know, the late eighties mm-hmm. when, when that was available. And I remember Jeff Pilsen was, ha- was being interviewed on, on Japanese TV. Uh, you could find it still. It's on YouTube. Uh, Dokken was in the studio in Japan talking about, uh, back for the attack. Right. And, uh, the, uh, interviewer asked them if they were hip to the DAT, uh, recorder. Mm-hmm. And Jeff was just like, uh, yep, I just bought one. I just bought one. I had it shipped home and, and Don just kind of looked at him and just kind of shook his head and said, you're just slitting your own throat. Yeah. And and Jeff kind of like looked at him like, what are you talking about? And he says, he said, this is the end of the, this is the end of the record industry right here. No, he wasn't wrong. He, he said that in 88. Yeah. He wasn't wrong. I mean, those players, like I had a, I had a couple, like I had a dat and I had a mini disc and I think at the time they weren't ready. They weren't quite there yet, but man, the iPod, once the iPod came, it was over. (laughs) Well, I mean, even before the iPod, I mean, you know, the, 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 you know, going back in history there with, uh, with what was that, uh, what was the name of that? music sharing program. Napster? Yeah, Napster. Yeah. When Napster came along and computers came along and the internet came along and everybody was trading files and shit, that oh, was yeah. right there. Yeah. Look, I was huge into the Napster world, man. I loved important. it. I loved it. I But the thing was is you know, and 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 I'm not trying to justify it in any way shape or form, but Napster at the time they always tried to make it like you were stealing new music. It wasn't new music that I, at least me that I was downloading. It was shit that I didn't, I would never buy anyway. <laughs> yeah. But, but the thing is, it's, it's not the, it's not the content. It's yeah. the concept. Yeah. Well, that's you know, it. You know, and the thing is, is that as soon as digital files became a thing and mm-hmm. it could be transferred between people and shared and all that kind of other thing. That was the end of the physical media. That was yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now physical media is nothing but a collectible. That's it. It's really not. I mean, it there's is. no, there's a reason that everybody's going back to vinyl. Yeah. It's because a, it's I, a collectible medium. Yeah, it is because it's just nostalgia. 
it's a nostalgic yeah. thing, you know. I, I mean, I have vinyl periodically. I pick up a, a re-release of something that I have sure. on vinyl, you know, right. just for the nostalgia of it. Right. Speaking of that, just I'm, I'm going to veer off just for a second. I want to take one quick second and thank our friends over at Chipster PR and BMG Music. They sent me a killer, and I do mean killer, box set of um, Soulfly's first five albums on vinyl nice it is real nice and i looked it up it's like expensive as fuck too it's like 200 dollars <laughs> or something and, and, and what, said, was the, what was the reason for that uh, the only thing i could think of is that i interviewed max and igor recently oh cool but i don't remember if i did it through chip or not i don't know chip just hit me up it's like hey send me your physical address i want to send you something nice and i was like okay and then i got this huge box and and it was like the first five albums in a box set and 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 it wasn't like they normally do where they cut it up and kind of wreck it. I mean, it was still sealed and still, you know, they didn't cut onto the the what what do you call that the the scan strip or whatever yeah, that well, thing is. Well, it's, it's not a cut, well, it's a it's not a cutout. It's it's no, a it's not. It's a reissue. Yeah, it's but it's the actual like from the store. Yeah, and and I was like, all right, thank you. So. I'll, I'll get it in the next segment and I'll bring it in here. Cause wait till you see how big this fucking thing is. God damn. <laughs> now does it, does it come in a, like a collector's box of some? Yeah. Kind? Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Good. Yeah. It's real, really nice. And I was like, man, that's pretty cool. I mean, I've interviewed Max a bunch of times, but I didn't think I was like on the cutting edge of the Max Cavalera team. Well, I mean, you know, they, they may have been kind enough to issue, uh, you know, so many of those for anybody who now what were you um interviewing them about they're out on tour doing uh igor and max doing sepultura so they're not even covering like soulfly soulfly's out on the road right now it's um at max and igor are out there doing um beneath the remains and arise from in their entirety okay touring so i i again i don't know but hey no complaints from me i'm just <laughs> again thank you chip Thank you, BMG. I very much appreciate that you sent me that. That was well, really now, nice. Now that you have it, since you don't own a turntable, what are you going to do with it? You know, I'm just going to put it somewhere. I'm, I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to take the cellophane off it. I'm not. Gonna, right. The only time I might take the cellophane off it is next time they roll through town. I might go get Max to sign it. Sure. You know, just because that would be a kind of a. I wouldn't mind having them sign the the box or or the individual albums and then sticking them in those album, yeah, those album frames and putting. Yeah, them I, I have some on my wall over here. Yeah, that I mean that might be cool, but um, yeah, I'm not gonna do anything. I'm not gonna sell it. I'm not gonna just take it over to eBay and put it up. I'm gonna. I was very humbled that they felt like they needed to send me something. So oh, look at that, well, very cool. You know, in today's world where we get no physical product to get a fucking $200 box set, I was stunned. Yeah, sure. sure. You know, so all good. Yeah. Nice. Well, uh, you know, I, I like, I like when they do put out a special, uh, issue like that, you know, yeah. you know, last, last year I purchased that, um, that Chicago live at Carnegie hall, that, right. that, that eight show release that they, sure. you know, and I still, I was listening to it this week. I was just like going through, listening to the different shows that they did. And even though they played some, some nights they played the same songs as other nights, but then other nights they just mixed up the set list and added other stuff mm -hmm. that they didn't play. And some songs they only played one night only. Right. And, you know, it, it's interesting to uh, hear the variation. And the one thing I liked about that is, is they were, still on the cusp or still on kind of a newer band. They were four years in at this point, three, right. three, three to four years in, in at this point. And they were still doing kind of the long, long jam, but they were getting a little bit on the polished side. So they okay. were just at the cusp of still being a little raw and still kind of playing the long jams, but they were also becoming more polished. So it was a good mix of the, of the two, uh, right. Areas, I guess before they started getting real slick with the production. Right. Sure. So, so what, 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 what album would that have been roughly 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there? That would have been four. Oh, way, no, way earlier, huh? 
Okay. Yeah, it, it, they they had uh, they had Chicago Transit Authority out. They had right. Chicago Two out, which was those were both double albums. And they just released Chicago Three, and then they recorded live at Carnegie Hall okay. uh, during the tour for Chicago Three. And mm-hmm. so they were playing the music from those three albums. Okay. Wow. So that was that came out as Chicago Four then. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, I'm not I'm not the big aficionado on Chicago. <laughs> I jumped in in like the 1617 era. Yeah. They well, that, that was uh that was the first band uh that I remember listening to as a kid when I was 5 years old. Sure. I mean, they were we were living in Pittsburgh at the time and my brother who's 10 years older than me uh in the morning when he'd be we shared a bedroom and uh, when he was up getting ready for school, he'd have the local radio station on, and Chicago was getting a lot of airplay at that time. And I just remember hearing them, you know, early on, and that was my first favorite band, you know. Sure. And I, did I, I, it's funny because they're one of them. I, I really think I, I got into them late, but then I went back and loved so many of the hits. And again, they're for me, they're a hits band. And I know for you, you like probably all the stuff that I've never listened to. Yeah, you probably never heard a lot of the, you know, kind of the more obscure stuff. Yeah, I mean, I know all the hits, whether it's, you know, Color My World or shit like that. But, yeah, sure. you, you know, but um, yeah, I, I just remember Chicago, when I was a teenager, Chicago was definitely... That was when they were super hot, like 81, 82, 83. Yeah, well, they, they had their big comeback in 82 with Chicago 16 when yeah. the David Foster got involved. Yeah. I just remember the first time I ever got my dick rubbed was <laughs> fucking listening to Hard to Say I'm Sorry. Still remember I was dating this girl. And you said hard to say yeah. I'm sorry. No, I, dude, I, at that point, I was such a fucking square you know, it was like 80, I, that had to be like 82 or 83 and I would have yes. been young. Yeah, 82. So that would have made me like 13 or 14, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just remember I was dating this girl, Christy. And the thing I liked best about Christy was she had big boobs <laughs> and, you know, for, for somebody that, you know, back in high school, the girls with the boobs were like, the girls with the boobs. Yeah, you know? of I mean, you know, I remember the, I mean, that, that was the thing and, and yeah. the girls with the boobs and, and this is, you know, I, obviously I'm a few years older than you, but the late seventies into the early eighties, the girls mm-hmm. were starting to wear the Jordash jeans. Right. And they were wearing the candies shoes. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Slides, the, the high heels. So yeah. the, the, the jeans were real tight. And they were wearing the high heel shoe, the candies, sure. and then they were wearing the low cut blouses mm-hmm. and, uh, they, they were just, they were smoking for, uh, you know, for high school girls from what I remember. Oh, yeah. And of course the girls who were pretty well built, they, they knew that they were well built yeah, and, and they had no problem showing you that they were built. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was, that was this girl. She was definitely one of them. Well, always with the tight Jordache jeans and whatever. Uh-huh. I just remember her mom wasn't home and we were at her house and we started kissing on, and it was one of the first times I'd ever even kissed a girl. This is, I was really young. I was like 13, maybe, maybe 14. Cause the first time I ever got laid was 14. So it was right in that era, but she wasn't the first one. She unfortunately fucking hated me like within a month, <laughs> never gave me nothing, but other than a, than a dick rub, right. but I just remember we were on her couch and we were playing that. We were, it was just playing on the radio. WGCL. Remember WGCL? Yes, I do. <laughs> and they played all the hits. And I just remember we were, we were like making out and I didn't know what I was doing. I'm like, like a horse tonguing a goddamn sugar cube, I guess, <laughs> you know, just licking all over a goddamn face and, <laughs> and fucking, you know, I reached up to grab a tit and she like kind of pushed me, pushed me off her tit. She was like, no, no, no. I was like, okay, okay. So we, you know, I still kept leaning in, kissing her. Next thing I know, she was like rubbing my dick. I was like, wah, you know, first time when she first touched my dick, I like jumped up and then I fucking was like instant bone. And she's like rubbing my dick. And I was like, (laughs) you know, but then she just stopped. Then she just stopped because my mom's going to be home soon. I was like, son of a bitch. My, My nephew just chimed in. 
<laughs> Most of the jeans or shorts today enhance the fupa. <laughs> There's truth to that. Chicks are fat these days. Dude, I, let me see if I can find it real quick. I saw this commercial today. I meant to pull it, and I just forgot to. Let me go to YouTube real quick. It was for Target for swimsuits. Yeah. Have you seen this commercial? No, I don't. Dude, if I can avoid any kind of commercials of any kind, I, I rarely watch television that has commercials in it. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, let me I'm just surprised that I, I, I rarely see hot girls anymore. Not even the younger ones. They're all fat. They're all fat yeah. and padded up. Yeah, this is, I think this is it. Oh, wait a minute. This may not be it, but it'll probably be the same thing. <laughs> Share open tab. Oh, yeah, this is it. Oh, let's see. Share. All right, here we go. Look at this commercial. Okay. Oh my. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to the channel. It's your girl Veronica. And today we are doing a Target swimsuit haul. Yes, oh. yes, I took everything out of the bag. I only got three bathing suits because they were running low. On material. <laughs> did she get her, did she get her swimsuit made by Omar, the tent maker? I did. Well, she got this at Target. I mean, I guess they have a fucking hunting, <laughs> don't they? I, I this is not the commercial I'm looking for, but um, <laughs> but this will tell us. I look at this, yeah, but at least I can give you an idea of how things right, are good. fitting at Target. Um, so I'm really excited about these pieces because this piece is doing me some justice, girl. Yeah, girl, this is doing girl, her some justice. Me some justice. Let's see what justice it's doing. Uh. And it's looking really, really good. Yeah. So let's get into this video. All okay, right. y'all. Look at that. Okay. <laughs> so first up, we have. Still under some justice. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Mm -hmm. Guilty. <laughs> Here now, I just did you some justice. Right, but see, she's she's very typical of what I see out in public yeah. these days. She this thinks is, that's hot. I know. I'm just like, oh, boy. No, that is not hot. Oh, you want more? I mean, I, I don't. Just ten minutes. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. No, I don't want to the whole ten minutes. But I, I get. I get the point here. Yeah, I mean, this is. Ed, I wish I could find the actual commercial, because <laughs> because the the commercial is literally like five or six of these girls that look like her, just showcasing their fucking their their fatness. <laughs> These women are beautiful. They're beautiful. They're not. They're healthy and beautiful. They're not. You know, I, I mean, look, and I'm a fat dude, and I know better than to, I'm a fat dude that would not wear a skin-tight affliction shirt out. <laughs> That's just not what you do. You know, you're a fat guy. You wear a big giant shirt and maybe a fucking Tony Two-Shirt <laughs> over top. Tony Two-Shirts. <laughs> to fucking disguise your fat. That's oh what you do. Goodness. Ouch. This lady here should be wearing a moo-moo. Yep. She should be wearing a moo-moo. Oh, she's beautiful. No, she's not. She's like me. She enjoys dominoes more than fucking sit-ups. Stop it. You're not hot. The only hot you are is sweaty hot. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but anyway, that's... That's Target has this commercial. I couldn't believe it when I was watching it. And it was just like, oh, you sized for everybody. And that was the 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 theme was sized for everybody. Mm -hmm. okay. It's like, ugh, stop it. <laughs> just terrible. Yeah. Anyway, that's all that's right. That well, is. I say we take a little break. All if right. you could, if you could during the break, if yeah. if you're not busy if you could pull some uh video up of the uh kickoff of this motley tour oh yeah there's plenty of that and so i, I want to I, I purposely did not look at any sal was sending oh me good i'll find today. you the good stuff i did sal was sending me some stuff today but i didn't want to look at it because i wanted to get first reaction on the show oh you'll love it <laughs> so, so uh let's let's review each of the uh 
you know, mm-hmm. participants right. uh, get a little bit of what's going on with uh, Joan Jed and Def Leppard and Poison and, of course, Motley Crue. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can't find all that shit here. I'm all right. sure we can, but yeah, Motley Crue all by itself is an hour. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll uh, let you pick a tune. So what do you uh-huh. think you should play? Well, in honor of Father's Day. Yes. You know, which, as you can see, I've got my Father's Day background on yes, my screen. <laughs> How about if we go uh, Queensryche with Bridge? Okay. That's a nice daddy tune. Sure it is. <laughs> yeah. Off of Promised Land. Yes, sir. Yeah. I saw which that. Tate is talking about doing in its entirety. Is that right? Yeah. I'm like, eh, I don't know that that's going to do well. I love the album, but I don't think that's going to sell well. Yeah. I, I saw the tour. Yeah, I did too. I loved it. It was a uh, typo opened up. Yeah. All of my girlfriends are dead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let's see here. Damn it. Come on, Spotify. Stop. Stop fucking around with me here. <laughs> what the heck? It's got to be there. Come on. Well, what is? It is. It's just that I'm trying to. Oh, <clears throat> I got to go on top. That's why. Wait a minute here. Spotify is doing some weird shit. Of course. Why would anything work? <laughs> uh See, I'm almost there now. Uh, right. Queens, right? Bup, 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 Operation Mind Crime 2, blah, blah, blah. Tribe, Revolution Calling, almost there. <laughs> Jeez. Here in the now, Live Evolution, Greatest Hits. Holy shit. Q2K, Promised Land. There we go. Holy shit. It only took me forever to get there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll play a few tunes. We'll come back and we'll uh, talk about the current uh, stadium tour. Yeah. And uh, all the excitement that's going on there. Mm-hmm. All right, well, in honor of Father's Day, as Chris put it, uh, here's some Queensryche from the Promised Land release with the Bridge exclusively here. On your classic metal show. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Hand job! <laughs>